Okay, testing, yeah. testing, mom voice. Who's testing? You want me to test the mom voice? Well, I'm testing right now. She's scared to mom voice us. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is just me. Be- Welcome to Clothing Optional. I'm your host, Melba Sito. I'm here today with self-love and human love advocators, Lisa Goodall, owner of QM Boutique, and Pam McLeod, owner of Vintage Apothecary, to get some insight on where the line is when celebrating beauty. So what I was messaging you guys earlier was this, actually, we'll start off with this inappropriateness of how to celebrate beauty versus um, when you're being inappropriate with your comments. So I was, I, I sent you guys a photo yesterday of me going rafting with my family and here I am like laboriously or laboriously. I don't know how would you say that? <laughs> laboriously, <laughs> Pumping and inflating this raft. And this guy comes up behind me and, um, he's undoing his shirt and wrapping it around his waist. And he's probably, you know, older gentleman in his sixties, maybe like late mid sixties. And he, um, says, uh, I just want to say something. You're real good at doing that. Oh, right. And it started making me think, I'm like, okay, well, people are going to be upset. Cause like, why can't a man just compliment you or something? Yeah. And I started thinking about you guys thinking, no, there, there's a line of when it's a compliment and you're celebrating someone's beauty versus being inappropriate. And I'm always out there, you know, as you know, I don't mind showing off you know, my body and being comfortable in my skin and my body and celebrating other people. But there's like a line. So how do we, what I want to talk to you about today is like, where do you think that line is? Where do you feel grossed out or being like, oh, that was nice. Yeah. Like when does it sort of cross the boundary of being a compliment versus being just plain creepy? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is, um, you know, especially now with this women empowerment, we always feel like, oh, we're being too sensitive. But mm-hmm. no, there's a very clear line about when I find when someone says something like, good job, mama, or like, you're so strong, you're so tough. I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when is it when he didn't even use words that were inappropriate? Yeah. It was how you said it. Like a tone. It's not the message, it's the delivery. And it's the, it is the delivery, mm-hmm. right? Because you could even make a, a joke out of that action, like you performing, you can make a joke out of you performing that action. Like, that's probably what I would do, right? If I saw somebody, <laughs> you, if I was there and I saw you doing that, yeah, I would probably make a crack a joke about, about you Yeah, doing maybe that, not right? come um, at me from behind. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's just, there was a lot of things where, you know, I am sensitive about some things, but normally I don't really care if someone says like, good work or like, you're, you know, like you're doing amazing, which a lot of people did because it took, who am I kidding? It took a long time to inflate that. So there's probably like 30 people who came by. And yet, for some reason, that gentleman that came by made me feel like, did he just rape me yeah. with his eyes and his voice? Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. which he did. But how do we educate people on what's appropriate and what's not? Uh, I think the intent behind it, if I, okay, so it's Lisa. Um, my, I think my intent or my viewpoint on that would be like for somebody, if somebody was like, well, how do I know if this is appropriate or not? well, what's the intent behind it, right? Like if, I don't, if I were to put myself into that man's shoes, putting his shirt around his his waist like that, I don't know if he was hiding something or trying to cover something up, but um, like what's the intent? Is it like to make a joke at like the fact that you are doing kind of a humorous, potentially sexual. I know. And it for sure was. And I'm totally fine with that because I was watching myself and I was like, yeah, 
man, this looks really sexual. Like, yeah. I'm not afraid to joke about Absolutely. things like that. Yeah. But I think, like, just that delivery was like, Ugh. Yeah, it felt gross. <laughs> yeah. And so if he, you know, maybe were to think back on it, like, if there was a part of him that was, like, found it kind of stimulating, <laughs> then maybe if, if you did find it kind of stimulating, you could just not say something. <laughs> yes. You know? But if you saw it and you saw that there was, like, maybe some kind of, like, humor behind it or something like that, you would approach it probably from, from that manner. I don't know. What do you think, Pam? <laughs> just percolating. What, what makes it, um, like, sexist or inappropriate or just kind of, like, funny or whatever? Or, like... Well, I, I guess I'm, I'd have to chew on it a little bit, but I, I, I think personally that it's, it's really layered. It depends on mm -hmm. do you have any sort of relationship with the person that you're communicating this to and mm -hmm. what type of relationship is it? Is it the type yes. where you can joke like that? Is it yes. the type where... And then there's, you know, another layer. Because if you said that to me, yes. I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd keep doing it. I would keep doing it. I would do it better. I would do well, a I real good. Say, yeah. Some assertiveness Slower. in there. Slower. Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe turn on some music. But I would. Um, yeah. I think the other layer with it being between like a man and a woman. And, and I've had it asked of me before, like, well, can't a man just compliment a yes, woman? Yes, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, well always err on the side of no thank you so if if you don't know that person in that way keep your comments to yourself whether they're positive or negative um them looking good is not dependent upon your opinion <laughs> or yes. feeling good about themselves are you complimenting or commenting is what yeah. i was thinking about uh, and the other thing is too is that um would you compliment another man in mm -hmm. the same way um, so I'm always like, for me, I enjoy complimenting people. Um, but the compliments are like, Hey, I really like that shirt or that color looks really good on you. Mm -hmm. And that can be really said of anyone. And does right? your tone change? No, I really like you in that shirt. <laughs> it depends who it is. Same words, but one is gross. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was thinking that like when I was listening to you there, Pam, and you were saying about, um, wow, I'm totally drawing a blank. What were you saying? Hmm. Hang on. It's, about it's better to not compliment. Yes, yes, yes. So I actually teach my kids, Quinn specifically, she's older, um, that if you see something about someone and you and you think a positive thing, to always say it. Oh, yeah. Correct. That's, and so because I think, you know, <clears throat> if you see someone and <clears throat> they're wearing a pair of pants and you're like, man, those I love those pants. Or like, mm -hmm. I love how they look on you. Or I love those shoes. Or I love your shoes. Or or anything like that, I think that you should say that because nobody doesn't like to hear something nice. I, I guess I come from that mm -hmm. angle looking at it. Um, is that it's a good thing to say positive things about people. Um, and so like, I'm like, I'm proud of that too, because I've seen her do that to strangers. Like we were in Costco one time and she like went out of her way to tell this girl that she really liked her shoes. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Good and, job, mama. Thank you. And so there's two sides to it. Mm -hmm. Like when you, when you said that, mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh gosh, I don't know. Because I teach her sort of the opposite of that. However, um, when you're talking about two different sexes, it does add a little bit of a, a different layer. But or also, even if one sex is attracted to the same sex, right? I think there's that two to dress. Like if you got the yeah. hots for that lady, there's still a boundary. Anytime that there's a sexual position yes, in, exactly. in the act, like, yes. or, or it looks like a sexual position or like something, any 
time that there that that is involved you really have to tread lightly right like you know those toys that essentially taught all of us in the 80s how to Don't give touch. hand jobs no, like, <laughs> no. You know, you where, know, where did you grow the, up the toy that you grab and it's like it's filled <laughs> with water and you grab it and it slips out of your hand and so you have to learn to juggle that toy in your hand without it falling down you know what i'm talking about you know the toys that I'm talking I about? Think it's like a flubber kind of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's got like a, a hole you. in the center. And anyways, it slips what? out of your hand. Yes. Like actually. Yes, it slips out of your hand. It like, it goes through I wish your hand. I went and, and you to have where to, you went to you school. You have to do this. No, it's just a toy that you could buy at the store. And you have to do this. So for those for of you who cannot see the visual, she <laughs> is uh, air shaking this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this it's room. a shake weight. It's a shake weight. It's essentially a shake weight, but it's it's filled with water. It's got like a... It's jelly-like. It's jelly-like, yeah, exactly. And when you hold on to it, it slips out of your hand. So you have to, like, jiggle your hand back and forth. Well, that explains your giant it. forearms. Okay. Right? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, so, anyways, if I were to be playing with one of those toys right now, <laughs> in public. We're all visualizing this right and now. And a man saw me doing this. Of course, the first thing that is going to go through his He's mind. Like, I would like to be that toy. <laughs> It's going to be something of this sort because it's a very sexually suggestive motion that I'm doing. If he doesn't know me and he makes a comment about it, you have to tread lightly on how you make that comment because it could be very easily misinterpreted totally. and make me feel uncomfortable very quickly, especially if it's coming from like an older man, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm younger, it's, it can get uncomfortable real quick. So if you are going to say something in that situation, that's where I do agree with you, Pam, when you said like, maybe just don't say anything like you know some things you don't have to say aloud right yeah well and that's I guess that's where when I say it's very layered like I think with Quinn I think children come from a very innocent place right and so like my boys they they also compliment people Mm -hmm. or they'll say like oh look at that girl's shirt and I'll say isn't that a really nice pattern and so instead of looking at it from a a point of view of like her body in Mm -hmm. that shirt it's like doesn't that compliment you know her skin or doesn't it make her mm-hmm. hair look really nice the way it comes down and and so I think and the children, intent yes mm-hmm. the children, intent. it's different but I guess what I'm saying is I know men grown men who are like it's not all men which I mean that's a whole other discussion in and of itself um and then they also say like well how am I supposed to compliment someone then? yes and that's kind of where I come from where I say Okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. If it's coming from a place of like I'm admiring your body in that sh- in that, yeah. or I'm admi- like if it's something like that, then just don't even worry about it. Like <laughs> you know, don't like don't put it out there, especially if it's a workplace or whatever the case is, unless you mm-hmm. have that type of relationship with someone. If you genuinely are like this is a compliment that I would pay to a male coworker. They look mm-hmm. really sharp today. I really like that on you. That's mm-hmm. a really great color on you, or that's a power color. You know the mm-hmm. compliments that men might give each other. If you're giving that to a woman, you know I think it's fair game. But again, that all goes back to like, what is your intent and what is it that you're complimenting them on specifically? And that's essentially what I was dissecting this morning. Cause I always try to think so that how can I better teach my children is, um, people do get offended. They get all upset because they're like, well, I'm supposed to give a compliment these days. You can't say anything nice to a woman. I'm like, but the thing is, are you uplifting her? Mm-hmm. Or are you saying it for your own pleasure? Like, are you objectifying her? Is there so is there an element of, of objectification mm-hmm. that you're putting on someone? Because right? when he said, 
you're doing that real good. <laughs> that did not uplift me at all. Like, and would if he, he have come up behind Adam and been like, you're doing that no, real No, exactly. Nice. Yeah. And so that's how I, I find, because I, I needed to d- decide, like, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't want men or people to stop complimenting each other. Yeah. So you have to kind of step back and take, like, be mindful about, am I actually making her feel good? Yeah. And if you genuinely asked yourself that question, if he genuinely asked himself that before he said that to me and mm-hmm. his intent behind it, he would have been like, oh, God, no. Mm-hmm. If I said that to my mother, mom, you're <laughs> yeah. doing that real good. Or your you know daughter. That, maybe it's that's so a good true. question. Maybe would you say question. this to your mother yeah. or your father? Would you say it to your child? If you had a daughter, a young daughter, would you would say you it to say your it? child or would you say it to your mother? I think that's a great it question is. to ask yourself. And if you would, yeah. that's a compliment. Yeah. If you wouldn't that's a comment like inappropriate <laughs> yeah. comment right yeah so, exactly and if i can add here that this is one of the issues with the patriarchy is that oftentimes men don't think about the consequences of those things or those nuances of those things until it relates to them directly as in a mother or a daughter it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so true women in general are not seen as like equal people and so we have to tell them would you do that if it was your daughter mm-hmm. would and you then they that? get mad yeah i would I'm like would you though mm-hmm. because like i said i had 30 other people walk by men and women saying like good job you're doing great mm-hmm. that looks real good like look at those muscles or like because that's the difference that right different. like if you if you look at that and you're like like what is it that you admire about that like yes. what is it that you when you see that that is like catching your eye is it that like wow that what you're doing takes a lot of work like that that, that takes a lot of strength you must have a lot of like muscle definition or whatever right like good for you you're what you're doing takes a lot of strength and that's good it, and that's good that's a good thing but then say that right and highlight that because that's what we all want to strive for Mm -hmm. you all you want to be healthy and you want to be strong and like for me exercising that's why i exercise Mm -hmm. not to look great it's for you find time (laughs) as a small business owner boss (laughs) not because it shows it looks good like those forearms if you guys could see (laughs) and her glutes (laughs) <laughs> certainly not my glutes and I would say that to my mom your forearms yeah. and your glutes yeah. look great but that's something that I see. like my sister my sister is very active too and I say to her all the time like if I we see each other and she's like actively exercising I'm like you look so strong yes like that's what I that's a compliment that's uplifting huge, her yeah absolutely yep. like you look like you could go and do something that takes a lot of energy or that you could go and participate in something like high intensity and you're going to do amazing at it because you've really trained yourself to be strong. Like, so if, you know, if he was looking at you and he was admiring the strengths that it would have taken for you to have done what you were doing, then maybe he would have put it across a different way. Um, again, I think maybe that really good question would be, would you say it? To your daughter, in that to, way, in, in that way, in that way, because those words were not offensive. Mom. The words itself were or not offensive. Daughter. Yeah, it was how he went about it <laughs> from behind, and like with his shirt. There was just like a lot of things, oh, right? So, oh, and so then, many things. And then he like, Variables. you know, brought in the bass, <laughs> deepened his voice. Soon as anyone who's listening out there, if you're trying to com- compliment and uplift someone, don't bring in the bass unless it's someone you know is okay with that, right? But if it's a stranger. The bass is a very clear line. Yeah, of being creepy. Absolutely. Like when you change your voice to your sexy voice. Oh yeah, I do, I throw in the bass when I'm trying to right? intentionally be creepy and make it and crack a joke, and that's what I exactly what I would have done to you. Yeah. <laughs> we apologize in advance to everyone who has a naturally low voice. But I, but I would never I I do that to a stranger. Like if I was walking down a path oh and there God. was like I would do that to you guys or to my friends mm-hmm. or or a family or whatever, but I would never. 
like see a strange no. female doing that and be like, good job. <laughs> you know, like, Your face voice is so creepy. <laughs> well, I was trying to be a creepy old man. Yeah. Did I? I feel like it worked. Anyways, I would never do that to a stranger. I would never do that to a, a female. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, female or male. I wouldn't do yeah. it. Imagine if you just, you know, in our generation growing up, um, you go to a club, a bar, and men would literally just slap your ass. Mm. Can you yeah. imagine people who are listening out there who have slapped a woman's ass, like, unsolicited? Imagine, and I'm going to do this if anyone slaps or grab my boobs again. I'm going to grab your balls and shake. <laughs> and how inappropriate. Even to hear that, you're like, she is so vulgar. Yeah. But this has happened to me more so times, times than I can count. Yeah. Like, grabs your boobs and laugh, grabs your ass and laughs. Mm -hmm. But imagine if you were that person, mm -hmm. if I stepped up to you, shook it and laughed. Oh my God. How like, but because I'm a female saying that you're like, man, she's so vulgar. This is inappropriate. I don't Absolutely. listen to this or whatever. And it's, it's uncomfortable. Like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's well, uncomfortable. how do you think it That's felt? That's exactly what it feels um, like. It's exactly yeah. how it feels like. And everyone around is kind of watching. They're all kind of like, <laughs> but also for a man who's ever done that, if you have a daughter now, yes. imagine being out with her, you're out with your daughter. She's, you know, 17, 18 years. Okay. Maybe 18. Let's make her legal. She's 18, 19 years old. Okay. You guys are walking. She's maybe a little bit ahead of you and you see a strange guy come up. He, she doesn't know him. You don't know who he is. And he comes up and he grabs her ass and she's visibly mm -hmm. uncomfortable how by that situation. How would you feel? Even if she's not visibly <clears throat> uncomfortable, even if she just feels like she doesn't even know what to do. She doesn't respond at all. Which is what we do. We what is respond. your gut feeling when you see that happen to her? And now you need to remember when you've done that to a female, mm -hmm. that is what you just did. What you just watched in that image is exactly what you did. So start and, rectifying that you shit know, like now. You can't go back and you can't change that, but you have to be open to the conversation. Like, because there's a lot of this, this like women supporting women movement. And there's a lot of like, there's a movement for women, which is incredible and it's powerful and it should be there. Um, but because of that, a lot of it is getting misconstrued because it's almost like an attack on men. Yes, but it's where not. it's not. No, it's not. and I because I've actually <clears throat> had this conversation with my with Clay, and uh, and he was like, you know, is it like a raw raw woman kind of thing? Like he didn't really understand this like female like women supporting women thing. I think if it was like a, a feminist thing, mm -hmm. and um, and I think a lot of men are shutting down at this point because. Mm -hmm. They're seeing this like a feminist movement that is somehow taking them down a notch. And so even when I'm having like conversations with men about it, I try to tread lightly because in any successful debate or discussion that you're going to have some with someone, the only way that you're going to have any kind of an impact is if you're open to hearing what they have to say, but they're also hearing open to hearing what you have to say. Like my heart has been changed through meaningful discussion on opposing opinions so many times. And that's only because I I've agree. been able to have a conversation with someone mm -hmm. where they feel like I'm listening to them and I am listening to them and vice versa. And so with men, I, my hope is that there's a lot more men that are open to having the conversation where they're like, okay, like this is how I've seen it or this is how I see it. Um, and without how, getting defensive and right? women need to really <clears throat> also be strong in that conversation where they're like, okay, I'm, it's n in no way an attack on you. Um, this is what it is, right? Like this is and how it's been, I think. Yeah. Like you just have to be so respectful and, and we really have to tread lightly if we want men to actually like, like listen to this podcast, for example, mm -hmm. the amount of men that would actually listen to this podcast may be very low. 
mm-hmm. because they would hear a hint of mm-hmm. feminine movement to it and mm-hmm. be like, ah, oh, fuck, this doesn't apply to me. I don't even care. If you want them to hear your, your objective, you have to go about it in a way that is non-threatening to yes. them, that they can relate to. And that's again, where I say <clears throat> about like the daughter and stuff like that. Like you can't go back and, and change things. All you can do really is try and like, look at it from a different lens and say like, okay, well, what can we do differently going forward? Like, what do I teach my sons now? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what do I teach the boys or the sons that we're raising now going forward? And so that's what, what I did in this situation because I, I also froze. I hit a point where I just kind of looked at him and then I just kept pumping my merry way, <laughs> but then it settled in where I was like, ew, yeah. like ew. And so he was already gone. I'm not going to chase and be like, what you did was inappropriate as much as I wanted to. So I looked at my daughter and I said, you know, and my son, I looked mm-hmm. at both of them and I told them that man was staring at mommy's bum and that's not allowed. You should not be doing that. So next time, because I was still, I had still lots to inflate. So I told them, you watch if any other person, doesn't matter if it's man or woman, if they, all they're doing is staring at my bum for a long time, I want you to say to that loudly, don't stare at my mommy's bum. That's inappropriate. Because oh, imagine? imagine a five-year-old yeah. and a three-year-old saying that to you. Mm-hmm. The shame. The shame. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine if it was the other way around. If she was pumping it and I said it to a man, don't stare at my daughter's bum. That's inappropriate. Because mm-hmm. it is the same way, right? Mm-hmm. And it could be, like I said, a male or female. Anybody staring at my bum for a little longer, that's... <laughs> you know, I, I get it. You're walking by. I'm pumping. It looks interesting. Um, <laughs> what if I'm daydreaming on your bum? You can daydream. <laughs> well, you know, I'll ask the right questions. I'll be like, you know... Dear, dear ma'am, um, I noticed you were staring at my bottom. Were you objectifying me or <laughs> were you daydreaming? I'll, try, I'll keep that in mind next time that happens. But we're so trained to just kind of bl- blank out. Mm-hmm. And I've been working really hard. Like, that's why I get so jazzed up. If someone ever, because I think about this all the time now, anybody touches my bum or my friend's bum or my chest ever again, the first thing I do is grab and shake. Mm. And I've been training myself to be ready because mm-hmm. I've been taken advantage of so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to grab and shake. Literally, a tap will do. You. Oh, I'll do something. Yeah. You trust? That's, yeah. But I laughing will be a part of it. But then people are like, yeah. "You're just perpetuating the description." But it's like, but the thing is, you don't know until it's happened to you. Yeah. Right. Or someone you care about. Mm-hmm. Right? Pam. Yes. Looks like you're you got you're deep in thought. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. I don't want to be too loud. I mean, you aren't. <laughs> so show me your mom voice. I've been, you know, it, it's understanding <laughs> what, what men's work is and undoing the trauma of generations of men and kind of being mm-hmm. involved in that and then hoping for the same type of consideration. Because you have two boys. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think, I think going back to what Lisa was saying about feminism and the understanding of what feminism is and everyone thinks feminism is like an angry woman. Like you open, <laughs> you open her door and she yells at you like, I don't need you to come and save me and open my door. And no, I'm sorry to say, but that's just an angry person. That's not a feminist. <laughs> no, no, he's <laughs> open my door. I'll open your door. You open my and door. That's, I love it. that's what it is. But there's that saying about what was it? I'm, I'm totally going to butcher it. I apologize. But it's something along the lines of, Um, when you've been at the top for so long, equality begins to feel like oppression. And this, it applies to a lot of different things, but essentially, um, what it comes down to is that feeling of like women kind of saying, well, we are equal, we want equality. And you know, that's what we're, we're looking for. It starts to feel like an attack. And that's kind of what 
what that saying encompasses is that feeling of like you're coming for what I have mm -hmm. when really it's like no we're coming for an equal share because we're an equal person right? yes <laughs> it's it's so true right mm -hmm. and so like I think that men they forget that feminism actually involves equality like it, it involves both men and women yes. and that men <clears throat> and you know for me like my husband I'm very lucky my husband and my boys like raising them feminists my husband is a feminist he respects the women that he works with he like often talks you know like about all of the amazingly qualified women and really mm -hmm. intelligent really professional women that he works with and, and he's basing them on their ability yes, mm -hmm. yes. not because they're male or female <laughs> that's right and he has been both in you know a like had a, a um both been in charge of teams with women on them and he's also had you know equal peers that he has worked with that are women and he has had women that are considered expert matter materials you know like advising him and he's very open to it and he he wants to learn he's always open to learning and that's a thing right mm -hmm. is equality when it comes down to it is just about seeing each other for what we bring to the table seeing mm -hmm. each other for all of our qualities mm -hmm. um versus you know this this fight for like oh like women now they get special consideration for certain mm -hmm. jobs and and you know so they beat out qualified people i assure you listeners out there <laughs> that there that there are women getting these positions yes possibly on the basis of like you Meeting know quotas. yeah but at the same time, they are qualified, if yes. not more than qualified for these positions. There are so many women that get overlooked because they are women of childbearing age. Mm -hmm. And like to, to fully grasp the circumstances of women in the workplace, I think is impossible for men. But that doesn't mean that conversations can't be had mm. and that information can't be shared but it needs to be done in a really safe space. And that's the problem is that if a man wants to engage a woman in a talk about the patriarchy, feminism, all of that, it needs to be done in a safe space. So if you come up to someone and you go, or you're sitting around a fire one day and everything's relaxed and good, and you go, what about that shit? What is that, you know, like, oh, why should you get something that I want and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not a safe space. And no. do not expect us to engage with you in an intelligent conversation about a very important aspect of society when you're coming at us like that. It's the same mm -hmm. as, you know, like, they use the, the crazy woman trope mm. on us. <laughs> when we're trying to have a conversation, we get very impassioned and they shut down, but they don't shut down because of their own traumas or anything like that they shut down because the woman is causing them to shut down because mm -hmm. they're going crazy mm -hmm. but there's no compassion there there's nothing there but then when they go crazy and they want to you know um sort of what's the word i'm looking for confront us mm -hmm. about like feminism mm -hmm. and they just want us to open up very generously very lovingly very like you know in, in a considerate manner in a compassionate manner it's not going to happen and yeah. they can't be surprised when that, like, it, we have not been given safe spaces to speak our mind in, since the dawn of time, pretty much. Mm -hmm. At least not in this particular society. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the, the id when it comes to these things. I'm that person you talk about that I got, I'm so fired up mm -hmm. from all these things. And mm -hmm. then you guys are like the the ego and the calm voice that comes in that balances things and I'm just like ready to fight well no there's a level absolutely there's a level of like anger there because mm -hmm. of how long it has taken us even to be 
seen as people right if mm -hmm. you look at like the history of of women in society and even to this day in the western world we're still fighting for our basic health care rights mm -hmm. we're still wages fighting, yeah we're equal still fighting wages. for equal equal wages equal opportunities for things mm -hmm. and i mean i think there is a shift but it hasn't come without a price and <laughs> and of course like this feeling by a lot of men being expressed that like it's an attack on them when really it's no like join us on this conversation yes mm -hmm. join and be allies that's and right. supporter mm -hmm. of women who if you see something like this step up that's right mm -hmm. yeah. and so mm -hmm. i mean the one of the the things about not all men where men get very defensive and and they say like well it's not all of us a lot of us are nice guys a lot of us would never but here's the thing, if you've ever known a friend at any point in your life that has treated a woman in a derogatory way and you've never said anything, or if yeah. you've ever, you know, seen something and just looked away, a really drunk girl at a bar and a guy trying to drag her home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Or are you <laughs> laughing because someone said something like girls can't throw or oh, women yes. this, and you laughed. And the thing is, if you know that that other man would be more than likely to listen up if you were to say, hey, I don't think that's appropriate, versus like five women going, hey, you need to get off her and not, not you know, making a difference. Mm -hmm. If you have that power to speak to another man mm -hmm. and to say like, that's not appropriate and to make them rethink their choices, mm -hmm. then that's how you become part of the solution, right? Versus just saying, well, that's I'm a, a nice point. guy, but. Well, think of <clears throat> yesterday, like going back to your example about yesterday and what that guy said, if I, as a woman said mm -hmm. to him when he, when he did that and I went, oh man, that was creepy. It would hit very different than if a guy heard yes, him say so that Isn't crazy? and went, oh, like yes. that was creepy. Don't do that. He'd yeah. be so much more apt to hear the yes. man yes. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and like take that in rather than just hear it from a female. Yes. Cause it's like, oh, it's just another girl, like just being sensitive. And, and, mm -hmm. and so that to me, like when you were saying about like getting fired up and passionate, like I'm a super passionate person and I get fired up in my own right about like things that are very passionate to me. But I also know that that's where communication breaks down. Yes. And I, if I truly want to make an impact, and I actually do, right? And because I know that my heart's been changed, and I know that like, I've seen other people's hearts been being changed in conversations that I've had with them, that that's an important thing to me. And so controlling myself in those situations is very important to me so that I can effectively communicate what it is that I'm feeling so that they hear. And I mean, whether it changes their heart or not, that's not my intent. My no. intent is <clears throat> from a very objective standpoint to say like this is you know here's this side of the argument maybe you had never seen it that way or maybe you'd never considered it that way chew on it do you know do with what you will that's one of the things I was thinking too you know like if I had the sharpness to say something it might have and this has happened quite often oftentimes the opposite party has no idea that mm -hmm. they're in in the wrong or in the inappropriate right and then thinking back to, you know, how you're just putting yourself there with me, I started just like floating off daydreaming, thinking, you know, if I was there with a group of other men or even with my spouse, would he have said that? Mm, yeah. Right? And I think the answer is no. Yeah. That man definitely would not have said that. If your husband was standing right beside you. Yeah, but absolutely. if you were next to me, yeah. he still might have. Back That's, to you saying that yes. group of women yeah. versus one man just being there and yeah. saying something and standing up. And that's where we can have that 
that team. And so the deeper issue there is that women are seen as property. So when right. in your younger years or now, I mean, literally I are still good, sold. I think we're good at like shutting people down now, but like <laughs> in younger years, often you get hit on by some drunk guy at the bar. What do you need to say to make him go away? I have a boyfriend. I was just oh, going to say, I've used that line. Or, or so I have a girlfriend. Why, yeah. is it, why is it that that works? It's yeah. because I belong to somebody Gross. else. Right. But if I were to just say, no, thank you. That's not he, enough. Yeah. Would yeah. he give up? But isn't it gross how like for us, we were like, this was good. It, it yes. worked. And now we yeah. look back and we're like, it's gross. We had to say it's because that. This, yeah. is the com- this is the combined female experience. Mm-hmm. So like, much unpacking right yes. now. <laughs> it's so true and so for anyone that's wondering I mean in terms of feminism and what is it then if it's not some angry woman burning her bra and telling you not to open her door what is it then so feminism because I still want my door <laughs> yes. open I, yes. do, I love to, it to be very yes. clear I am still very traditional Absolutely. in that matter and I would love for the door to be open for me oh. like please that's a, a I'll do that for the next person. I do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. That's just a kindness. Of course. So so for anyone kind of going, well, then what is feminism? It basically is the right for both sexes to be equal. And if you believe that as a man or a woman, you can be feminist. And, you know, feminism has gotten a really dirty reputation because of really angry people. Some of Mm -hmm. them rightfully so. Some of them are just unclear, (laughs) are unclear about what feminism is, um, but you There's know, extremists yeah, and, and it's really about like equal pay for equal work. It's about equal recognition for equal accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's about you know equal opportunity, and of, of course, all of these things are very nuanced, and they they go off into <clears throat> different sexes, races, um, social standing, everything like that. But what it comes down to is just equality. If someone, you know, if you believe that someone, regardless of their sex, who is qualified for a job and works their ass off and accomplishes a lot, should be recognized through pay, through awards, whatever the case is, you might be a feminist. So if you're sitting there going, oh, I've never identified as a feminist, it's like you might want to rethink that because if you believe in equality between the sexes and equality doesn't mean that somebody gets a leg up, but it means, you know, again, equal opportunity, equal pay, equal recognition, equal all of that, then you just might be a feminist and it might be worth it to go, to go, you know, digging a little bit and finding out what that means to you and to really support, um, support that movement. I want to, there's something that you were talking about that I just want to add a little bit onto because this was actually something that prior to having kids, I actually didn't even think that there was like any I always worked very hard in my career and was very much rewarded for that. So I got promotions and I got good positions mm-hmm. and good pay and I was paid the same as the next the guy beside me. And so for me, you when I saw existed. this movement, <clears throat> I was like, man, what are they talking about? Yeah. But I will tell you, I watched something and it was after I had my first daughter, Quinn. And I was watching the show and it was about feminism and I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this. It was a gender gap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, let's, let's learn about this because I was on the opposite opinion. And I was like, I'm going to educate myself a little Mm -hmm. bit more on this topic. Where are they coming from? What does that look like? They talked a lot about moms. And now this is not to say that feminism is only geared towards moms. It is to say though, however, I think for me, where I see the disparity is with the mothers mostly. Um, yeah, certain you know if you have a male and a female living in a household it's generally the female that takes on most of the household duties and so you have a disparity there as well but when I really saw this film and it really actually highlighted mothers who work and and have their careers when they have kids after they have kids 
and the disparity at that point going forward, that was really what resonated with me and where I was like, okay, I understand this. Like, I get this because I was always qualified the same. I always had the same merit. I had all of the same standing, all of the things. Till you then became I had a mother. Friend, and then I didn't dedicate every single part of my being to my career anymore. And that was the difference between me and the guy beside me at the office who was also a parent, but whose wife was at home mm -hmm. doing the majority of the things <clears throat> for their family, for their planning, for their children, setting things up, doing all the things that women do, moms do. And he got to just go to work. Mm -hmm. Be at work, make the money, come home, you know, eat the food. Eat the food. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he would share in, in like cooking and, and cleaning and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, good for him. Some fantastic dad, right? Like spend time with his kids on the weekend. But all those things were taken care of them by the mom. And it goes Who back to what also, we talked the mental load. Yeah, it's not there's, just that yeah, there's the invisible load, the, the mental load, which is a, a whole other topic. But he got to go and do that. And so when he was at work, he was going on way more of a charged battery than I was mm -hmm. because I was back at home doing all of the things for Quinn, doing all of the things for the family planning, taking her to daycare. I was going to pick up, make the, the dinner, do the grocery shopping, do all of the things. And not that it's a bad thing, but my battery wasn't as charged as his. And for me, that's where I was like, okay, I, I get this now. Like I understand now at this point, finally, where this gap comes from when they say the gender gap it may not look as transparent from the outside as well if you have the same qualifications and you work as hard at your job then you're going to get get the same pay and the same recognition you might work for a fantastic company where that is the case but you may not be able to put into your job what you were able to prior to so having children. So then there's that yeah. argument of, um, you know, being the devil's advocate of, well, then if you're not working as hard as Bob, because you don't have a fully charged battery, then don't you deserve the lower pay? Yes. And, but that's the thing is like, there's this idea that because you are not putting in as much work mm -hmm. that you didn't deserve that promotion. And prior to having kids, my answer to that would have been, yeah, because I always worked my ass off for yes. everything. And I didn't <clears throat> make excuses to not get things done. Now, they are not excuses. I cannot get things done mm -hmm. to the same degree that I used to. I have three little kids. It drains me. That alone drains me, plus all of the other things. So what I'm saying though is like, how do we jump? Cause then we have people saying, well, she's not working as hard. So of mm -hmm. course that's why she's getting paid less because she's not because she's a woman. Not so because, no, let's, so let's so be how, equal. Yeah, let's how, be equal. how do we teach them? to approach how do we make this equal now well, this is where millennial men are taking on more duties at home mm -hmm. yes there okay? we go so yep. this is how we make it equal okay mm -hmm. so when you're looking at feminism and you're like well okay how do we make that equal let's make it fucking equal let's go from an equal playing field take part in planning things out take part in scheduling your children's appointments take part in scheduling vacations take part in doing the laundry take you know what when your kids grow out of size four how about you go through the closet and all oh, the I hate drawers. going through the closet and, and why don't you take all of that out and organize it and give it away and donate it or put it in bins for the next child down and then get all of the new clothes for the next size up. Like those are the things that are done by moms that drain our battery and that takes a that, lot of time. Yeah. Further to that, if I can add, don't look at it as helping your wife or helping your partner or helping the mother. Don't look at it as helping mm -hmm. 
you are taking an active parent role. Yeah, you're sharing. Yes. Absolutely. And I love that. Yep. There are um, there are some social media accounts, I think in particular I'm thinking of a couple on TikTok, where these men have transitioned into stay-at-home fathers. And it's amazing, like, the way they talk about it and the way they communicate to other men, like, listen, I know that you're on the other side of things, you've got your career, you've got your, and she's, you're doing the gender roles, the traditional gender role. this is what I want to share about my experience as a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. And it is so powerful to hear them share the same sentiments that women across the board share. It's Mm -hmm. And it's sad that our voice doesn't equate to that, but that's how those men are actually helping the cause. That's and Because their voice has more power still. Absolutely. And so that man in and of itself is has joined the feminist movement, right? Like Yes. And it and again, it's it's like that saying about the rotten apple ruins the brunt the bunch, Mm -hmm. right? There are women who take this and take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. That's true. And really are drowning out the actual purpose behind it, which is very frustrating for like a woman like me. I have always, since I can remember, been a feminist in my own right. Didn't even know what it was, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I would recently. see a girl with like low self-esteem and I was like, no way, like you're such a powerful bitch. <laughs> like I was so raw, raw, <laughs> hear me you. roar. You always. still are, not yeah, was. I am. I am, I am. absolutely. I, am. I always have been that way. And so when I really started to, like grow up and like find my voice for that and find that for like other women around me. And then feminism came out and I was like, what is this movement? And then I actually looked at it and I was like, Hey, look, I'm a feminist. I had mm-hmm. no idea. But then now there's this sort of idea that if you're a feminist, that you're also a man hater. And that's just no. like, could not be further from the truth. We're human lovers. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, one I want, I want to do great at my job. Okay. And I want to, I want to pour from the same three quarter full cup. Mm-hmm. that you're pouring yes. from because mm-hmm. it's not going to be 100 percent full yeah. for either of us right we're all going to be exhausted because we've got all these responsibilities and duties but like you don't get to have a full cup and i get a, a quarter full cup totally right that's it love it well um that concludes this lovely uh <laughs> do you guys have anything else to add I know, I know. I'm only allowed an hour on this thing. <laughs> so, but no, I, I think um, the people who are listening really appreciate having your voices because it's, like I said, you guys are like self love and like human advocates. And that's why I always say humans when I write in my posts because I don't want men or women or boys or girls to feel left out when I mm-hmm. address situations. And I think, you know, the more that we can share our story, the farther it's going to go. So I have one more question to ask you guys. You know, when it comes to this topic, what does it mean to you when you hear clothing is optional? You should have asked me that before I actually knew what the podcast was about <laughs> because I would have given you two different answers. I, at I want to first, hear both. I would have probably talked about nudity. Um, <laughs> but now I know what it's about. And so I'm going to give you a biased answer. You should have asked me this before I knew anything. But clothing optional is... Um, wear it or don't I think I think the most beautiful thing that a person can be is open and honest and and raw because the human experience is like this crazy it's such a crazy ride and like if you hide any part of that you are doing such a disservice to yourself but also to everyone around you 
Uh, and that's why, like, on social media, people who are, like, authentic and share the, the raw experience of, like, motherhood or life in general. Digging in the shit. <laughs> yeah. Those accounts blow up because yes. people are like, holy <clears throat> shit, I feel that. So, to me, again, the most beautiful thing that you can do as a human is strip off your layers, peel the onion back, take off your clothes, and then just bear it all. Right? And, like, truth be told, like, this is what I'm going through. This is what life is like. That to me is, is clothing optional. You, you want to keep your, your layers on? Sure. But you're not going to benefit from it. You're not going to be able to touch other people in a, a truly meaningful way. But it's optional. You, Pam? How do I follow that? <laughs> I'll splice it so your answer is on a different podcast. <laughs> that sounds perfect. So I think in terms of this conversation and clothing being optional in terms of beauty, is that I guess what I'd like to say is that I think I have a lot of hope in the next generation and I love the next generation. I see the things that they're creating with the platforms that they have and the abundance of support um, and just non-judgment and safe spaces and a love of everything vulnerable and encouragement of everything vulnerable and it's much different than I guess I'm going to date myself a bit here, but growing up for me, everything was very curated and it was very, if this, if your life doesn't look like this, you're not making it. Oh yeah. And to see now people just going and having these raw conversations on these different social media platforms and the people that rally around it and just, you know, these, these 20 year olds, millennials, whatever you want to call them, where they're just like, this is amazing. We have shared suffering. We have shared, um, accomplishments and celebrations. We have shared information and that feeling of like everyone coming together and creating safe spaces to like further everybody really is like really promising for me and and really encouraging and I kind of wish I was born a generation later but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah so for me that clothing optional in terms of beauty is just that I think there's a lot to hope for in terms of vulnerability being seen as as beautifully as it should um regardless of what that's right yeah I love you <laughs> well thank you guys again so you um joined in on this episode with lisa goodall from qm boutique please follow her on instagram at qm qm b e a u t i q u e qm boutique and then we have pam mcleod from um vintage apothecary you can follow her on instagram at vintage.apothecary v-i-n-t-a-g-e dot apothecary a-p-o-t-h-e-c-a-r-y I love these gals so much and um, it means so much to me to be able to share these awesome moments with them in the back of my van (laughs) so I hope you enjoy please leave a comment or message and follow all these amazing women and hopefully share our message together because the struggle is real and even like if you have a suggestion too like if people have suggestions topics Well, okay, topics, but like specific to this episode, if there was a male or female that was listening and they were like, you know what, here's something that I really have seen that works for other people Mm. or like that works for myself. Like if you have suggestions, share that, right? Because maybe that old man maybe doesn't resonate with any of us and what we said, (laughs) but maybe one of you is going to comment something and he'll be like, oh, that. That's the one. You know? Maybe that'll hit, hit the nail on the head. Who knows? I'm going to be a little bit ageist here and suggest that he might not know how to listen to podcasts. 
he wasn't that old, okay? He, he was like, he said he was only 60. Probably. I mean, and he looked good for his age, right? Only 60. We're at 60. an age now where yeah, we say only, only 60. Yeah. I remember thinking 20-year-olds were old. I remember a point in my life where I would look at a 20-year-old and I was like, Ugh. And now when you look at all those models on, like, the makeup or stores, you're like, they look like they're 16, and they probably are. And I used to think those models were in their 20s. I know. So, yes. I hope you feel learned after listening to us. Old as dirt on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay, antics and pictures, you guys. We're going to stop this. A special thank you to today's episode sponsors. Bowness Soapworks, Calgary's famous adventure soap company, building community and inspiring adventure, one bar of soap at a time. QM Boutique, where beauty meets sustainability. Join the soap club to receive 15% off her products at qmboutique.ca. And Vintage Apothecary, your source for raw ingredients, meticulously and ethically sourced for positive social and wellness impact. Soap club members receive $5 off towards their purchases every order. Links to these female-owned businesses can be found in the episode description, as well as how to join the soap club can be found at www.bonassoapworks.com. Thank you so much for joining us for our 20th episode. We have doubled our goal. I have doubled my goal. Most podcasts quit before reaching the 10th episode, so it's really exciting that we've gotten this far together. So thank you so much for listening. And if you're tuning in now, I challenge you to stick with me for 10 episodes and maybe we'll all learn something new about each other. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to Clothing Optional Podcast. And for more adventures, follow me on Instagram at melba underscore sito and at Bonas Soapworks. All of these you can find in my description. Join my mailing list at bonassoapworks.com to get updates on episode releases and insider access to exclusive content. And remember, whatever you choose in life, clothing is always optional.